Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. There's something wrong in the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Hello, friends, and welcome to The Secret Podcast at Service of Change, where we challenge reality, question at which we've been taught in hopes of inspiring a new direction of thought to bring about change. It's the show that aims to make the paranormal normal and the supernatural natural. This week, I'm going to challenge everything that's going on in this crazy world that we live in right now. I'm absolutely amazed, although I'm not, as if I didn't see this coming, just the hatred, the division the racism, but what keeps ringing in my ears, it's funny as I'm saying that, my ears just started ringing, like a splinter. but what keeps just screaming at me is that this is cyclical, this continues to happen again and again, and it seems to suck more of us in, it seems like we have a moment of awareness and say, hey, this is the game, this is what's going on, this is how we're being manipulated. And then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, everybody's getting sucked back into the drama. I want to talk about that tonight. Uh, you know, I was going to pull articles and do some news stories, and I, I'm just going to freestyle it tonight, to be to be all honest. been a, uh, a challenging week. I do want to talk about another experience I had uh, as well. Let me give a caveat for a minute. I'm going to talk about what's going on in a light that will hopefully leave us feeling hopeful. Let me give that caveat. There's some challenging stuff I'm going to talk about, some negative stuff I'm going to talk about, but I I always want my listeners to have a takeaway from my show, not just to say, oh, let me feel depressed, or oh, this is it, time to go to war. That's not what I'm about, and I'm confident that we can do better, and I'm frustrated because we're not, because I don't think it's that difficult. Who am I? Obviously, since nobody really likes to listen to me is how it feels lately. Anyway, it was a, uh, it was a tough week for me. Last week, um, I finally had to put, put Gizmo down. I had to put my dog down. She was 13 years old. She was a boxer. I uh, loved that dog, but <laughs> she was a royal pain in the ass her whole life, let me tell you. But it's not easy, and I, I realize, you know, I still struggle with, uh, with death. Um... I understand it better, I think, after my father has passed and, and looking into it and my research for food for the Archons. But it doesn't mean it was easy. I talked about it on the show back in the spring. I tried to put Gizmo down because she was up there in years and she was peeing everywhere. And here's something about Gizmo. From the, the day she was born, the day I brought her home, when she pees like your normal dog will just go in one spot. Well, she has to walk while she urinates. So if she would pee in my home, it'd be from one end of the room to the other. At one point, my previous home I used to live in, she literally started peeing by the front door and went all the way through the house and stopped in front of the back door. Um, So it, it was a challenge as she got older over the past year I couldn't tell is she peeing out of spite because she's a dog that does that when she gets mad at me or is she peeing because she's older. Long story short, short story long, whatever you want to call it, 
I, uh, I had her in diapers and I was at the point where I said, okay, she's obviously her body's starting to fail her. I gave her a sedative. I had an appointment in an hour to take her to the vet to have her euthanized because I was afraid she was going to start suffering. And within seconds of giving her the sedative, she passed out and she passed out so heavily in my arms and I got hit with such a wave of emotion and I'm and again, it's just it, to me, it was an intuitive connection of there's still more I can do. I'm not ready. Um, it's not fair. I just had all this guilt come over me, and I, I didn't do it. So I let her sleep it off, and I immediately started doing some re- more research. And I found that it's common with older dogs when they eat the kibble, um, it, it can cause their kidneys to go into overdrive. So I switched and started making her own food. And the urination dropped from like 100% of the time to 10%. 90% reduction is what I'm trying to say. So she'd still pee in her diaper occasionally, but it got so much better because I was making her own food. It still wasn't easy because I had to carry her up and down steps and stuff, but she had a quality of life. She was still happy. She still got excited, you know, when I would be around her. And, you know, she still wanted to play at times and she was just tired all the time. But she had good quality of life. And then once I was done school, it made it even easier because I was home all the time with her and I could take her out and, you know, let her sit out back in the sun and, and whatever. Well, the other, the other night, I randomly, I, I don't think it was so random now, but I randomly fell asleep on the couch and spent the night out there because we had her sleeping in the living room. Uh, I had to pen her in at night because she was just getting up and peeing all over the house. So uh, I'm sleeping out there and I didn't have her penned in because I'm out there with her. And she starts throwing up in the morning. Uh, and then she had a bowel movement in her diaper, then she had another one, and then she threw up again, and then she just had loose bowels, you know, for a couple hours, and she just didn't look well. She just, she couldn't stand up, and, and I just, I knew, I knew that was it. I knew I had to say goodbye to my friend, um, you know, a member of my pack. And that's, um, that's what I did last week. Uh, you know, I called the vet, and Later that afternoon, I, I went in with Gizmo, and, and I you know I had a t- some time before we went back into the office to sit in my car with her, and just I just rubbed her back and just told her I loved her. I think she, she knew. Um, I think she knew it was time. And we came in, you know, to the room. She laid down on the rug. I laid down next to her, and I just, I held her head in my lap, and, you know, I told her I loved her and that she was a good dog. And it was quick. It was very quick. And what was interesting to me is, I guess, I have a different understanding of death now. My fear is not, there's no fear of unknown, not that I know exactly what happens, but I have a pretty good idea based on a lot of the stuff I look into for the show and for my books. And uh, so I felt at peace thinking she's, on the other side but she's okay and it was the weirdest thing I had my hands on her and the doctor said you know she's gone her heart has stopped but I, she still I still felt her there and then it was the weirdest thing a moment later the energy coming out of her changed it was gone I didn't feel her anymore and I knew that she had left and was okay I was still sad uh, it was still hard to see but I, I, I felt her go. I, I felt her go. And, um, 
you know, she's in a better place. I had a, an experience. I was meditating a few nights ago, and um, I, I, I felt her. I saw her. It's weird. I was I'm taking a course right now. It's an online, it's like an ebook course on remote viewing. And uh, the author is a very experienced viewer. Uh, he was trained, you know, by the military, um, you know, when the program was secret back in the day. But now he goes out and he teaches it to civilians and how to be a remote viewer. And he was talking about interpreting psychic data. And he says, don't expect to see different visions and different whatever. He says, you're going to see something. That's something that you see may be significant. And I was thinking about that, thinking about that, because I was meditating. I started seeing colors, which I see typically when I start to meditate. And I, I, I just let it go and I said, well, maybe this is important. What data is going to start coming to? What information am I going to start getting? Because I wasn't trying to contact Gizmo or anything. And I just see this little tiny light dancing around, this blue light dancing around. I looked at that light and I said, and all of a sudden the, the voice in my head says, oh, it's a small happy dog. And I just kept going on and exploring other things. And I, I, then my conscious mind stepped in and said, wait, 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 what? A happy dog? And I said, oh my gosh, it does feel like Gizmo. It was, uh, it was Gizmo. Uh, you know, and that's enough for me right now. I, I, I think that that was letting me know that she's here and she's with me. I have some healing that I have to do, um, but I think that I was able to see her, and that's one of the things that I think is so powerfully important for us to better understand. The Monroe Institute. I did a, a show on you know what happens when we die. The Monroe Institute has a whole program designed to allow people to glimpse that other side. Not only that, they're trained to go and help people transition as they're dying. They're able to help them transition to the next stage. To sh- the program promotes, you will know what happens when someone dies. I say all the time, imagine if we all understood that. If we understood that we go on and we understood that we can sometimes make contact if we can just learn to appropriately quiet our minds or make that connection to that energy that's all around us. That changes everything. I know she's there. Not in the sense that I know she's there because that's what people believe. I know she's there because I felt her, because I saw her. And I, I know these processes well enough now. I'm no expert. I'm a mere amateur, but I'm familiar enough with them at least where I can find comfort in knowing that she's there. And that's the angle I'm taking with what I want to talk about on tonight's show. Is that we're denying ourselves so much power and comfort and help and a natural resource that we have available that will give us a wider range of understanding and experience in this world. A better way to find peace. And I feel like I'm speaking a foreign language sometimes. And I, you know, because I came into this information, it's like what's been going through my head a lot lately is, is I've had a multitude of experiences that would be categorized as supernatural or paranormal or some would just call it weird or strange or bizarre. I don't see it that way. I see it as, number one, I see it as quite normal. Number two, I see it as incredibly exciting the things that I've been able to do that I know we're all capable of doing amazes me because I'm 
just now over the past couple of years starting to explore it and really push the potential of what I think we're all capable of. And I feel that when I try to talk about this in a public setting, I get nothing but crickets. If I was to put a post up on Facebook of Beyonce shaking her rear end, I'm sure I'd get a thousand comments. Either people saying, oh, that's inappropriate, or people just liking it, or it would would start a discussion. I should run an experiment and see how well that goes. But I put a post up on Facebook, and you know what? Let me go find what I wrote, because that'll capture what I'm feeling here. And it got zero. (laughs) I think I had one or two likes on it. And let me go to my page here. I can't even say I'm frustrated. I'm just, I'm disappointed. And then I started putting up like one-liners instead. Because this this post was a little bit longer. And uh, I got a lot more attention on the one-liners that I was putting up there. So let me start with the post that I shared. Let's see here. Okay. I'm just going to read it here. This is uh, on August 13th, and this is in response to everything that's been going on with the Nazis and the white supremacy and the racism and all that other stuff. So I wrote, the recent events in Virginia are tragic and frustrating. I know my content and ideas are unpopular and can easily be dismissed or categorized as fringe or new age BS. I know it challenges the comfort level for many of you, but the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over yet expecting different results. Protests and rallies are making these problems worse. They are increasing the energy of violence and anger instead of healing with peace. Many of us realize that our political system was broken after the election. Many wanted to take action. Many realized that the news was unreliable and wanted something more credible. But where are we now? There's been a surge in involvement for various causes, but are they making an impact? Are we healing as a nation? Are we further segregating ourselves as we choose sides and factions? Were you aware of the studies done in the 70s surrounding transcendental meditation? In summary, they found that in cities that had a population of at least 1% of its citizens practicing transcendental meditation, violence and crime rates were significantly reduced. This also applied to war-torn areas. I'll show you the links below so you can review the data for yourself. Why isn't this employed in every single community? I gave an hour lecture the other night, research-based, explaining the science behind how this may work. This would really be better explained in a live video, but at the moment, I'm not able to do so. The Institute of Heart Math has demonstrated that the human heart emits an electromagnetic field that acts as both the transmitter and receiver of data. Their research has shown that we are susceptible to absorbing the energy and emotions of, of those around us due to this field. Now, throw yourself into a protest with this understanding, with thousands of angry people transmitting negativity. It's a perfect storm to continue spreading and growing, not healing. Protests don't heal. Meditation does. Did you know that there there are U.S. patents that were obtained in the late 90s that relate to this field and its impacts on human behavior? They're designed to manipulate the central nervous system through a series of electromagnetic pulses that can be hidden in something as simple as a television program or a movie. Did you know that the U.S. government invested millions back in the 70s to train natural psychics to utilize this knowledge and gather intelligence? There are several books and peer-reviewed papers on it available today. Did you know that Nepal understands this science and is training its soldiers to meditate for peace instead of fighting in war? This is real. 
I know my ideas aren't popular, but I challenge you to at least review the data and draw your own conclusions. You want freedom, you want peace, you want the oppression to end. Stop playing the game you are being manipulated into playing. Stop using this terrible event to further spread sadness and hatred. Learn something different. Meditate on peace instead of focusing on fighting oppression. I have over 43 hours of podcasts available through my page where I dissect these findings and apply them to everyday life if you'd like a starting point. And I, I shared those links. I shared the link about Nepal's military. I ended up with one, two, three, four, five. I, I got six likes on that and uh, two comments. I'm sorry, three comments. Not a lot of attention came from them. And the, and the people who liked it and commented on it are, are people who are either fans of the show or have had conversations with me on this level. So I know that they have an interest in the subjects that I cover on my show. But I think everybody else stopped reading at the first paragraph when I said I know my content and ideas are unpopular. And I just, I don't get it because... I'm, I'm trying my best to share information that is not going to fuel this fire. Because there's a lot of... I, let me tell you something. I, I, I've watched a total of maybe three minutes of the riots and I turned it off. I haven't read any articles about it. I haven't watched any news conferences about it. I've been looking at headlines and I've been reading some comments on social media. And that's enough for me right now. I have a good sense of what's going on. I'm not consuming myself with those details. I can feel the negative energy coming off of everybody. I'm sickened by it this week. I've felt physically ill. And there have been things that have been put out there by people that I care about and respect that I have found highly offensive. What I'm seeing now is a further segregation. Race is being used to divide us even more. And some things have been said that I have personally found racially offensive towards my own culture. And I wanted to say something publicly and engage in a dialogue. I wanted, I thought about messaging the people who shared this stuff and engage in a dialogue. I, I almost did. I was so close to doing a Facebook Live video. And then I thought, but no, I refuse. I'm not going to give this that type of my energy. What I'm going to say is, Let's look in a different direction. Instead of committing any more energy to this, because that's what I believe how this conflict is designed to draw our energy and further divide us, I'm going to do something different. So I'm going to talk about what I've been talking about for months. I shared a link the other day of the show I did as the election was going on called The Trump Effect. And I pretty much detailed how this is playing out. I explained the relationship between energy, technology, uh, you know, the electromagnetic field from your heart and the manipulation of it. And I explained the dangers of the mob mentality in that show. I can't get people to pay attention to it. And I, I need to know, if you're listening to this show, am I crazy? Because that's how you start to feel sometimes when 
you're screaming and hollering about something. I'm not even really screaming and hollering. And, and nobody wants to listen to you. I, I've read the, the research. I've looked at the data showing that just 1% of meditators can make a difference in the level of peace or violence in an area. Imagine if that number jumped to 10% or 50% or 100%, which we're never going to get 100%, but that's what I'm, that's how I'm looking at this problem. Not on the symptoms of the problem. I'm looking at the cause. If we can treat the cause, if we can heal the energy, this energetic soup that's surrounding us, the symptoms themselves will go away. And that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at the long game here. I think that this falling apart of America, I think this started over a decade ago. I think this started probably around the time of 9-11 and has been infiltrated using our fears of terrorism to spark things like the prepper movement, which is a great movement to be prepared for a disaster and an emergency, but those fears then started sparking the anti-government stuff, and there's a lot of corruption in the government. I'm not against people who are looking at the government saying, hey, you guys are broken, we need to fix you, but those fears have been twisted to ultimately divide the people against the government instead of saying, hey, let's find a way to have a constructive dialogue. Why haven't we had more town hall meetings between communities and police departments so we can have these constructive dialogues so we can work together and say, hey, here's the problem as citizens that we're seeing on the streets. Police officers, explain to us how your perspective is seeing it so we can at least understand your mindset and you can understand our mindset and maybe we can come to a common ground. Maybe we can change things here. I haven't seen enough of that. That's what I advocated for in my first book, Service. And that fell on deaf ears. Maybe I'm just a terrible author. Maybe I'm a terrible podcast host. Again, maybe I'm just some bumbling idiot. That's how I tend to feel sometimes. But I can't change what I feel in my heart. I can't change what I have experienced in my life that I know there is something more and that we are failing to access that power that we have. And I'm almost at the point where some days I feel like I don't know what else to do. And this negativity, I feel it around me, almost sucked me in and I just want to go on to Facebook and just start screaming, pay attention to me. I want to start putting people down and saying things like, well, since nobody listens to me, here's let me tell it how it is. Well, you know what? If I come off that way, even though I'm emotional in the moment, I'm shutting people out. And the people, basically, if you're listening to this podcast, you already understand what I'm talking about. I want the people who don't want to listen to understand these concepts. Now, I had a little bit more success in, I just started doing some one-liners out there, and I started getting a lot more attention. I put The one I put out was, the mob mentality is one of the greatest threats in this world, and is being used against many of us. Be mindful. That one had about 16 people like it. Nobody wanted to comment on it, though. I wanted to get into what I talked about, how we found that basically emotions are contagious through the heart and the electromagnetic field. I feel like a broken record when I say this, but I'm hoping there's some new listeners out there who are curious. I promise you I have a lot of resources through Service of Change that you can do your own homework and find out more and email if you want, and I'll put together a special list for you to look at and share. 
that got 14 likes, uh, 14 or 16 likes on that one because the mob mentality can spread like a virus. You may have a peaceful protest there, but what we're finding out, buddy of mine was sharing something, how there was a Craigslist ad posted a few days before these Charlottesville riots offering to pay people to attend these protests. Now, when they attended those protests, they started getting violent. Why? Because they're spreading that negative energy that then puts people on the defense, that then spreads like wildfire, and now we go from what some may have been there for a peaceful protest to this angry virus. It's it's like watching a zombie apocalypse. That is exactly what I see happening. We may not be physically eating one another, but the energy is changing in a way that is apocalyptic, that is, is zombie-esque, because the rage takes over and people begin fighting and screaming and getting angry and it's so strong i feel it coming through the computer that's my fear that's why i'm saying stay away from the protests at this point stay away from the rallies do something positive do something peaceful and meditate but when you meditate you're not wishing for things to get better you're you're visualizing the world as you want it And you're taking that visualization and you're feeling what that must feel like to live in that world of peace and harmony that you're visualizing. And you have to hold that feeling as if it's already happened. That's how you communicate that. That's how you hold that feeling. That's how you change the energetic output because you're no longer putting out the anger, the frustration, the fear. You're putting out the love, the positivity. Now, I'm not saying just get love and light and everything's going to be okay. There's a time when you may have to kick some ass. I get that. But if you can contribute to the peaceful side of this energy flow most of the time, I am pretty confident based on the research that I've read and the experiences I've had that we can minimize the, the, the fallout of what's going on here, but it needs to start right now. And, and I feel like we need to just get offended less. Now, we have a right to be upset by what upsets us. Like I said, some people have said some things that have upset me as well. But we need to let certain things go. We all need to heal as a nation. We all need to heal. And we need to be able to move forward. And, and I've been seeing, but I've been seeing some posts out there that have been a little bit scary for me, uh, restrictive of of freedom, restrictive of just inhumane thoughts, and just flat out blaming different groups for different things. I and I, as I'm doing this show, I have all these things running through my head. And I almost feel afraid to say some of the things that I'm feeling because I don't want to be labeled as this or labeled as that. But you know what? That's the freaking agenda. That's how people keep the truth from coming out because people are afraid to be honest about how they feel. I, I've seen lists. I've seen, you know, what's bothered me the most, and, and I said I wasn't going to get into it, but I, I have a reason for getting into this, and I, I hope that it's. I think that it's relevant in why I'm saying this. But I, I saw several posts out there um, by people I know and respect saying, you know, white people, this is your problem. It's your responsibility to fix it. All white people. 
And that really bothered me. That really bothered me because I'm not spreading hate. I've, I've done the opposite. I've never spread hate. I, I've always tried to help in any way that I could, the best way that I knew how. I've always tried to learn from things I didn't understand, from cultures I didn't understand, and, and work together and build a sense of community. Because I believe that the only way to move forward is for us to move forward together. Even if moving forward together means we just need to agree to disagree, because different cultures have different values sometimes, and that's okay. We all have different experiences, and it's okay to be different. And I've been thinking about this and thinking about this a lot. And I'm not going to get angry about that statement, even though it upset me. I'm not going to use that as something angry. But I think a better way to word that, instead of saying, white people, you need to fix your race, because that just puts, at least for me, that puts me on the defense. How about just, hey, every individual out there, you need to be an ambassador for yourself. Be the best you that you can be and be a helpful human being to society. If we all adopted that mindset and asked ourselves, does this help or does this hinder the situation I'm in? Does this represent myself in a positive light or a negative light? We can take the race out of it. It's, it's tough. Because I know there's a lot of pain, there's a lot of emotion behind this stuff that's going on. But this goes deeper than race. And at the end of the day, there's another enemy out there that is behind the strings, the puppet master. It lurks in the shadows. And what it has done, and what it continues to do, is create scenarios where one group plays against another group. Now, at the end of the day, we are all responsible and culpable for our own actions. We have to own that. But there are times, like in the mob mentality, where it may be more difficult for us to discern right from wrong, or it may be more difficult for us to think clearly and rationally because that's where the manipulation happens it happens when we're in a heightened state of emotion and it's easy you can be easily susceptible to manipulation at those points in time that's why you need to prepare yourself mentally to handle those situations if you plan on going to attend those events but those events are a ticking time bomb And I recommend you stay as far away from them as you possibly can and instead do something different. Do something positive to build a sense of community. Don't hold a rally. Instead, I don't know, put together something that's going to benefit the community. Put on a show celebrating diversity. Uh, Hold a seminar talking about the beauty of your culture. Um, there's so many different things that we can think of that we can do instead of just holding a rally 
Because when you're holding that rally, you're focusing, even if it's for peace, you're still focusing on the hardship and the negativity that's there. I'm not saying we have to ignore it. I'm saying we have to use your Kung Fu. Take that energy and redirect it into something positive. But when you take that energy and you push back by holding a, a counter rally, you're, you're just giving more energy to that fire. Do something different. But this is why I got into a lot of trouble with, with friends and family over the election because I said, I'm not voting. I'm going to do something different because I'm not going to be a part of this game. And I feel that when I start barking about trying something different, either I get ignored or people get mad at me. I put a, a post up the other day and it said, uh, where is it at here? Uh, one more, let's see. The truth hurts because it forces us to face our own culpability. Well, I had a couple people get pretty pissed off at me for that one. But that's the reality. I don't think anybody's innocent in this mess, myself included, because we can all do better. As human beings, we can do better to contribute to our society and to better our current situation. We can all find some blame and some culpability. That doesn't mean that every single one of us is some racist Nazi. It just means we can do better. And I'm speaking to all races here. We can all do better. And that one upset some people. You know, the other things I was talking about, energy goes, uh, energy goes where, a, where am I? I can't even say it. Energy flows where attention goes. How will you commit your energy today? Because it is a choice. Are you going to put your attention onto the negativity that's coming out? Are you going to put your attention towards creating a counter-protest? Or are you going to put your attention to putting out a peaceful vibe and doing something that will instead promote peace instead of fighting the hatred? There's a difference between promoting peace and fighting hatred. Evil begets evil. Dr. Dr. Martin Luther King, darkness cannot drive out darkness, only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. When you understand how energy works, that's what this is speaking to. And that's the level I think that we have a real shot at changing the course of action here. We have to think energetically. That's how we can attack this problem without really attacking the problem. But we need to change what we're doing. We need to change how we're feeling about it. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to feel angry. But it's what we do with those emotions that makes the difference. We are all human beings. Like I said, I've been upset and hurt and angry, angered over some of the things that have been going on and been put out there over the past week and a half. But I'm not contributing to the rage. And I hope, I've been thinking about this show all week, I hope that my rant here uh, you know, will at least give you pause to think in a different direction if, you're, if you've been getting caught up in this. The human being is capable of such horrible things. But on the flip side, we are capable of such wonderful and beautiful things as well. We have to make a choice, and we should make that choice right now. 
I will not be a part of this. And again, I want to be quite clear. I'm not saying stick your head in the sand and pretend like nothing's happening. I'm not saying all you have to do is project that love and light. No, I'm saying find a different course of action. Something that's going to promote peace instead of fighting hatred. I I can't say it enough. That's what I believe we need to be doing in order to prevent any more disasters from coming our way because this isn't working again i've said it i said it at the beginning of the show the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again yet expecting different results i said that during the election process every year we say oh it's the lesser two evils but what do we do every four years we get all worked up over a candidate and then we go to the polls and I, I, just, I, I lately I just feel like I, I look at the world and I feel like everybody's on autopilot. It's really scary at just watching people go through the motions and then the little bit of bait is put out there and everybody gravitates towards that bait and reacts and gives the emotional response. North Korea with the nuclear weapons and another jingle's made over here and they drop some more bait over there and everybody runs over there and goes after that bait and gives the same emotional response and it's just ping-ponging everybody all over the place and I'm sitting back saying, do you not see the manipulation that's happening here? And, And I guess people don't. And again, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm seeing things that that aren't there. But I I've at least contacted with a couple other people, not many, where I can say, well, at least I'm not alone in my insanity. It just, it doesn't make any sense. I think that there's a gross manipulation that's going on. And lately I felt like if you've ever seen the movie They Live, that's how I feel. Like I feel like that's exactly what's happening right now. Everybody's just zombified and not aware of what's going on. I don't know. I don't know. So this show, it's right now it's Friday, uh, August 18th at 9.38 p.m. The show's due to launch tomorrow, the 19th. Now, I know there's more rallies planned for Saturday the 19th, so by the time this show's out, those rallies will have already happened. Uh, my hope is that they will be peaceful and we will not lose our shit, America, because we need to keep it together. We really need to keep it together. All right. Well, I, I beat this up enough. Uh, I know this wasn't my normal format of a show. I really didn't get any, any stuff in the news or anything this week. Um, you know, just I was, I was talking about Mo, and this just kind of consumed me, and I needed to talk about it. So um, hit me up. Let me know what you're doing to counteract that wave. Maybe we can start spreading some positivity. I, I still may try to get on Facebook and do a, a discussion about it, but I just... Like nobody's listening to me. That's frustrating and defeating. But you know what? I'm not giving up. I'm not going to go on an Alex Jones rant here, but I'm not giving up what I believe in my heart is right. And I'm going to redirect that energy the best way that I possibly can with something positive. So for all of you out there, uh, thanks for listening. Please Share this if you can. And remember, what I started talking about with this show is that we do have a connection, a measurable connection that can allow us to 
know things, to do things, to heal one another. That's, that's the other direction I'm trying to take things in. That's the hope that we have. That's real hope there. That's possibility for change. I hope we all have a wonderful week out there. Like I said, I'd always love to hear from you if you have any further thoughts on this. And uh, I wish you the best. Let's, uh, let's make that change, my friends. I'm Dennis Nappy II with Service of Change. This has been another episode of The Seeker Podcast, where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning. Keep open mind. Thank you. Oh, <laughs>